On Saturday night, the Duke Blue Devils will play host to the NC State Wolfpack, and Robert and I is handing out invitations to his offense. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Happy Wednesday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. We're going to start this episode before we get into some Duke talk with some comments from offensive coordinator Robert Anai following Tuesday's practice. He said, and I quote, it was great to see Casey spark when needed at a big time. The invitation is there to all offensive players to please join that effort. Be relevant when your number is called. Certainly not mincing any words in his media availability here. But I got to tell you, I love this from Robert and I. Something we've mentioned on here, he has a very dry humor. And so while some folks might take this a little too personally, maybe see this as uh, more so an attack on his players, I see it more as a, a helpful challenge. He's trying to give them a push to elevate their play as we're Looking at a pretty solid opponent here in Duke. Yeah, I 100% agree. And the only question I would have is, you sure about that, Robert? <laughs> you sure about that? Because there are multiple players who I think have have more than earned their invite to the party that, you know, just kind of didn't get it for whatever reason. We started the season with Jordan Houston instead of Michael Allen, who we've already talked about. Hey, that's your guy. That's your guy. That's your guy. We, for whatever reason you know, saw Juice Vereen go four for 65 against um, Notre Dame and said, hey, that's enough. Sit it on down. Trent Penix, we know what he can do. We just saw it. And yet we weren't getting on the ball. So are you sure about that, Rob? Are you sure about that? But with that being said, I appreciate the candor. I appreciate the openness with which he's saying, hey, man, we need somebody to step up outside of KC because we do. We objectively yeah, I mean, do. He's, he's not wrong here. Yeah, uh, a thousand percent. I would just like to see the players who are who have been the most productive this season uh, go off and and you know get more touches and and get the ability to um, get the ability to make big plays. I mean, let's just be honest. In terms of this season, we only have four players with receiving touchdowns: Casey Rosner, Trent Penix, Dakari Collins. That's it. That's it. So with that being said, like we've already talked about, shorten up that receiver rotation. Put some more tight ends in that thing. Let's go some more 21 personnel. For those of you who don't know, the first number is how many uh, tight ends you have. Second number, how many bats. Go some more 21. Hell, even go a little bit of 20. Let's get really crazy. If you really want the receivers out there that bad, go some 20 personnel and figure it out from there. But at the end of the day, you know, we we – I agree. Anaya is right. The invite is there for offensive players to show up and ball. 
Let's just keep getting into the players that offer. We'll now set our sights on Duke for this Saturday evening. We have the 8 p.m. slot over in Durham on ACC Network. Duke is ranked number 17, and here is how they have fared so far. Week one was their most surprising win, dominated Clemson by a score of 28-7. to Put the nation on notice with such a, a, a loud win there in week one over the Clemson Tigers. Week two, they dominated Lafayette by a score of 42-7. to Week three, dominated Northwestern by a score of 38-14. to Week four, so interesting note here, Duke also trip, took a trip up to UConn to play the Huskies. They beat UConn by a score of 41-7. to And then most recently was their game at home against Notre Dame. They had college game day. Turned out to be a great game, but yeah. Duke did come up short by a score of 21-14. to Last week they had a bye, so now they're getting back into the swing of things, welcoming NC State into town here on Saturday. But before I get into some of these numbers, Kenton, you've seen them play in person a couple times this season, so I want to ask you, what aspects of their team have really grabbed your attention so far? They are extremely, extremely physical. They are the type – this is a, a, you know – Strap your you know what's on type of game because you you got to come ready. You got to come ready. This is what we like to call an ice bath game, right? A team that even if you get the win, you're gonna come out of there with some lumps and some bruises and all that. Up front on both sides of the ball, extremely. I mean, I'm I know that I've used the word extremely probably too many times here, but this group is overwhelmingly physical. That is where they live. That is where they breathe. That is where they make their hay. They don't have the skill position guys that you're like, hey, man, all they got to do is get the ball in this guy's hand and, and it's good night. They don't have that. Now, I, and I'm being very honest. That's not a disrespect or slight to any of, any of those guys. But what they do have is an offensive and defensive line that says, we're going to beat you. We're going to beat on you all night. We're going It's going to be pounding all night. We're okay with taking two, three yards of the cloud of dust. Because at some point in time, your will to stop that, your will to stop the physicality we're bringing will break. And at that moment, that's where you'll see us bust out with a big 30, 40 yard run or whatever the case may be. Going over Duke's first four or five games here, something I've noticed about their offense, I'll start here, is yeah, they're not like overly explosive, but they are very consistent. You know, yeah. of course, a lot of talk is about Riley Leonard. We'll touch on him in just a couple minutes here. But he is he's so good at being a dynamic quarterback that it allows Duke to stay consistent in many of their drives. Offense, they're averaging about 32 and a half points a game. They're averaging about 405 total yards a game. So of course that is a solid number there. Passing yards, they're averaging 206 per game. They're tied for 94th in the country and tied for 10th in the ACC. Kenton, I'll let you guess who do you think that team they're tied with is? They're tied for 10th in passing in the ACC. Yeah. They're tied with NC State. They are tied with NC State. 206 yards a game, tied for 94th in the country, and tied for 10th in the ACC. So, fun fact Grayson and I did not discuss that in the uh, in in pre production here. So, yeah, that was that was totally off the rip there. You just saw your boy clutch up a W. Go ahead, Grayson. But as good as Riley Leonard has been you've seen they're not exactly using the air to to put teams away here. It's been mm-hmm. a lot more so on the ground. Rushing yards, they're averaging 199.4, so just a tick under 200 rushing yards a game. 
That is good for 23rd in the country and second in the ACC. So just a couple weeks ago when we had to go up against Joar Jordan in Louisville, that I believe at the time maybe still is the number one rushing attack in the ACC. Last week against Marshall had to face Rasheen Ali, who's been a top running back in the nation. This week, we're going to have to go up against Jordan Waters, who has been one of the best running backs in the ACC so far this year. So the Duke defense, more numbers for you. Duke's pass defense here. Pay attention. This is interesting. They give up 159 yards a game. That is good for seventh in the country and first in the ACC. So while NC State has struggled to pass the ball up until last week, we looked much better with MJ Morris. We're going to have to go against the top passing defense in the ACC, a tall task. Duke's rushing defense, they give up 138.2 yards a game, 64th in the country and ninth in the ACC. So you, you can outline their strengths here. They're good running the ball. They're not exactly good defending the run. They are yeah. not that great passing the ball, excellent at defending the pass. NC State's going to yeah. have to find ways to exploit them on both sides of the ball. So I'll say this. This is a Duke team that is extremely stingy in terms of that secondary, but they are allowed to be as stingy as they're on the secondary because they can get home with four. Yeah, They don't need to blitz. They don't need to. When they blitz, it's because they really, really want your quarterback up out the pay. They can get home with Dwayne Carter and Obey and company just as they are. They do not need the extras in there, and yet at times they they will bring that ex, those extra bodies in there to blitz and um, they communicate extremely effectively on the back end. Their defensive backs are very experienced, very senior laden group, very, you know, a lot of guys who are still around because of COVID years and whatnot in that secondary. And those young men, they communicate, they talk, everybody's on the same page and all that. I'll tell you what, passing against this team is, is no joke. And that's why Grayson said last week, coming in against Marshall is a great situation to come in because that is that gives MJ Morris the ability to build up some confidence going into this game. So it's not just coming in and seeing the likes of a Jalen Stinson, of a uh, Chandler Rivers and whatnot, just off the rip. Up next here, we're going to dive into the Duke offense with a couple of names to watch. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so you are not just hoping you have access to medication in the middle of an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. It's simple, and they handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code LOCKEDON at checkout. JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E Medical.com. Diving in now to Duke's offense. Mentioned it briefly a couple minutes ago. Of course, all eyes this week will be on the health of junior quarterback Riley Leonard. Suffered a high ankle sprain in the Notre Dame game. Didn't look great at the time. Ended up on crutches. The early reports coming out of that game was that Leonard would likely be out multiple weeks. Now, I believe Mike Elko is seeing this as an opportunity for some chess coming into Saturday's matchup. He said either Monday or Tuesday that Riley Leonard's status is day-to-day and that he's progressing ahead of schedule. Now, Kenton, I believe you and I both believe that this is 
a bit of a chess match because rushing Leonard back in this game, while he might not be fully healthy, could end up being a mistake. So it, we could see Leonard, but I'm not exactly expecting to see Leonard Saturday night. Now, for those of y'all who know me, y'all know I cover multiple teams. I cover all the teams in ACC via Locked On ACC and all that good stuff. And so, you know, it's my job to kind of have eyes and ears everywhere. And I'll tell you this, Mike Elko is playing around. He's 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 been a silly little goose right now. He's been a silly little goose. Riley Leonard's not playing. And if we do see Riley Leonard, this is not going to be the Riley Leonard that we have seen in the past, the one that has the wheels to go, the one that can be mobile, move around the pocket, make things happen. I'm, I'm telling you right now, from a firsthand account, he looks – he's getting there. He's ahead of schedule. He shouldn't play this. Even if even if NC State was the biggest game of the year, he should not play this Friday based on what I've heard. That's so there's that. I'm sorry, this Saturday based on what I've heard. Uh, but with that being said, crazier things have happened. So I'll just tell you this. If we get a one leg Riley Leonard and he is just working us up and down the field. Well, now we got to have a different conversation because I'm from, again, from what I've heard, we are not going to see him mobile, moving, doing all the things that we normally see even if he does play, which I've heard is our chances are slim to none. And Slim got one foot out the door like that Tom and Jerry meme where he puts on the hat and is ever so slyly getting out. It's, it's like one of those situations. Speaking of a mobile quarterback with a big arm, I believe then the attention should turn to their freshman QB, their backup QB, Henry Belin Fourth. Now, I was watching back Duke's spring game from this spring, and – Pretty impressed with what I saw. Limited amount of tape here, of course, but completing all the throws, not afraid to sling it down the field, can get out of the pocket very easily when necessary. So, of course, he's no Riley Leonard, but they're not exactly pulling a random Duke student out of the stands either. You know, he he played a little bit this year against Lafayette. He was 8-for-8 for 118 yards and a touchdown. I understand that's an FCS opponent, but a freshman QB to come in and dice him up like that, if he ends up being the QB in this game, we're going to have to bring it. And yeah. I, I love the I love the task for Tony Gibson in this game, a freshman quarterback making his first college start, and you have to go up against one of the one of the better defenses in the ACC. I I feel like that right there would be advantage NC State, but Duke should feel confident still in their freshman quarterback because I've really been impressed with what I've seen. Bring the house all night. Bring the house all night. Throw everything, including the kitchen sink. Make sure he has to duck every appliance. Throw the grater at him. Throw the strainer at him. Throw it. Throw everything at the young man. And let me tell you why. I would say throw everything at him because of my lack of belief in Duke's skill position players. Again, yes. I've seen them play multiple times in person. I think Jalen Calhoun is good when he gets the ball in his hands. The problem is he has to get the ball in his hands first. He has to find ways to get open. And if I'm... If I'm Tony Gibson, I'm saying, hey, listen, I know we normally don't do this, but Aiden, follow him everywhere. And everybody else, we'll we'll work this out. We're playing man all night. We're playing man all night. So, you know, don't, don't, there's no surprises, no anything like that. We're playing man all night and we're bringing the house all night. This kid is going to have to come up with some things all night, all night to get something off against us because that's, that's just how we're coming here. Duke's offensive line is is not only very physical in the run game, they're also excellent in pass protection. They're very, although the numbers may not show it, they they were very good in pass protection. And for three and a half quarters of the Notre Dame game, they were great in pass protection. 
um, until very late when Riley Leonard started to get hit a bit more. Um, so with that being said, we need to bring extra guys. We need to trust that our corners, our safeties can handle their wide receivers and tight ends, and we'll go from there. Kenton, I believe your player to watch was the offensive line. Who do you got for us? Oh, big Graham Barton. That's the guy, the left tackle, number 62. He's going to play on Sundays here coming up. He's going to make himself a lot of money. That guy, he he's just – he is the epitome of what I'm talking about when I say Duke is physical, physical, physical. It starts with him. He's a tackle that maybe probably is going to kick inside the guard at the NFL level because his arms are a little short. He finishes blocks. He's coming with bad intentions. The young man is coming in a very angry manner. He's he's coming, you know. Our former president would say he's a nasty guy. He's a nasty, nasty guy. I'm telling you right now, Graham Barton is the type of player that um, you got to put on your hard hat when you're when you're preparing for him because you know that he's not the type that's just like, oh, he's by me. I'm gonna let him go now. He's gonna give you everything that he's got and in the run game and in the passing game. So we need to be prepared. We need to be ready. And like I said. We need If we're struggling to get by him, bring some extra bodies. Bring those blitzes. Let's do it. Up next, we're going to talk about Duke's defense with some big-time names to watch on the defensive side of the ball after another quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor of the day is Prize Picks. Test out your fantasy football skills this football season with the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit in under 60 seconds. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday, and they use discounts with select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. With the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury reassurance. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Rounding out this Wednesday episode with some talk of the Duke defense. Now, of course, we've already mentioned that Duke's pass defense has been their strength this year. So my two players to watch are both DBs. Senior safety Jalen Stinson, second on the team in tackles. He has a fumble recovery and a handful of PBUs. I thought he's looked very strong so far this season. And then sophomore corner Chandler Rivers, third in tackles in the team. Another handful of PBUs. And I want to mention these guys here because I think the two of them have looked very good against the likes of a Cade Klubnick with Clemson. They've looked very good with Sam Hartman and Notre Dame. The NC State passing attack was far better last week against Marshall, a lot more so than it has been so far this year. But now going on the road and facing the number one pass defense in the ACC, it's going to be back to work for MJ Morris and the crew. So certainly have to look out for Stinson and Rivers. Well, as they say, the front end is more likely to affect the back end than the back end is to affect the front end. So let's talk about my guy, Dwayne Carter. That man is a game plan wrecker. He is a defensive tackle who has the ability to stop the run. He has some pass rush juice. He has violent hands. He has good lateral mobility. He has it all. 
he has it all. The only thing you can hope for is to wear that young man out. But I will say this. I will say this. If I'm Dylan McMahon, if I'm Lyndon Cooper, if I'm Eason, if I'm if my last name is Cooper, McMahon, or Eason, I know this is a game where I can make a lot of money. There is some money on that field, brother, because Dwayne Carter is probably going to be the second, maybe third defensive tackle off the board in the NFL draft next year if he decides to leave. He's probably going to be the second or third. With that being said, if you can show up and absolutely stonewall the guy that everybody's like, hey, this is the guy. He's the guy. You're not going to see better than this. Guess what happens to your draft stock? Yeah. You know, as they used to do on, uh, what was it, The Price is Right, when they had the little yodeling sound and the guy just climbing, climbing, climbing. That's what you need to do. That This is a game where if I'm an interior lineman that's going to be in red and white, I know it's some money on the floor. I got to go pick it up because Dwayne Carter, again, he stirs the drink defensively. He is the guy that sets the table. He is the, the well from which all good things flow for that defense. Because when he gets do- when he gets to dominate on the inside, you have to double him. Then when you double him, you have to leave Obey one-on-one with a, a tackle. You have to leave all the other pass rushers. Number five, I can't remember his name right now, but number five is an excellent pass rusher on the interior as well. And all of that starts with Mr. Carter drawing double teams and defeating. I know we've given a lot of tough love to the NC State offensive line this year for good reason, of course. But if you're going to give MJ a shot in this game, you have got to be able to keep MJ clean for the majority of the night. Because if not, it's we're going to have to rely almost solely on our run. You have got to give MJ a shot here to be able to maneuver down the field and continue the success that we saw last week. Duke is going to be hell-bent on forcing turnovers, making MJ uncomfortable, the whole nine yards. The offensive line has got to show up. And I, again, I know we're complaining about this every single week, but that's how important it is, especially in this game. Absolutely. Again, the, the, the play at the line of scrimmage will determine this game. Whoever wins the line of scrimmage in this game will win the game. That's all there is to it. Whoever wins the line of scrimmage wins the game. That's the rule. I guarantee you, as sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west, when we walk away from this game, if NC State gets the wheels whipped off of if NC State does the whooping, we will look back and say, man, we had our way up front, or man, they had their way up front. Because I think that our skill positions for both teams, very comparable. I think the biggest mismatch, mismatch would be RDBs against their receivers. But even then, I, I don't think that it's far enough to say like, hey, RDBs are that much better than their receivers to where we're going to dominate to the point where we're scoring touchdowns on multiple pick sixes. I'd be surprised by that. I'd be surprised. I'm not going to lie to you. Is it possible? Yes. But would I be surprised? Yes. So this is a game that's going to be physical. Again, bring your big boy britches. This is not, this is, this game will not be for the faint of heart. It will not be for those of us who don't like contact. It's going to be physical, downhill, no frills, duking it out. That'll do it for us here on Wednesday. Uh, Make sure to follow back with us tomorrow. More talk on Duke as we get ready for a big matchup Saturday evening. As always, be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Get those comments in the box. We have plenty to choose from on Fan Friday. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe here on YouTube. We're still seeing those numbers go up. Greatly appreciate all the support. It's been so great to interact with so many of you on here. We'll see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.